SDI membership is about being part of a global contemplative movement that contributes to peace, justice, and living in right relationship with all living beings. The SDI Learning Community is a group of compassionate listeners who are committed to serving others on their spiritual journeys. Everyone is welcome to become a member of SDI, which also supports our work to advocate for the healing contemplative modalities of spiritual direction and companionship. Become a new member or renew your membership on SDI's secure online store at sdicompanions.org. Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. Attracted to beauty and responding to sorrow, Tessa Bailecki and Father Dave Denny offer insights about inner work and earth care, peacemaking and social justice, living and dying, and sharing the nourishing desert wisdom that blooms today. We invite you to enjoy this free 13-minute preview with Tessa Bailecki and Father David, and we hope you'll consider joining us for a four-part series beginning November 1st on Desert Spirituality. We, instead a heart, we extend a heartfelt invitation to all spiritual directors, companions, and wayfarers to enjoy us in exploring the rich and profound tradition of desert spirituality and the wisdom of the desert mothers and fathers. In this enlightening learning opportunity, we will delve into the depths of this ancient path, discovering invaluable insights and practices that can deeply enhance our spiritual guidance practices. We're going to begin with a meditation, which comes from a controversial figure that Dave and I think is a desert father. Not everybody would think that. And it's from Edward Abbey, the author of uh, Desert Solitaire, who spent a lot of his life in the Red Rock Desert of Utah. And then the last years of his life were spent in the desert of uh, Arizona. And this is a kind of a prayer, a blessing, really, that um, Edward Abbey wrote. And I've I've turned it into a kind of antiphonal uh, meditation. Uh, So Dave and I will be going back and forth with these beautiful phrases. These it's a very mysterious and evocative invitation to come to the desert, whether by that we mean the 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 geographical desert the outer desert or the inner desert within our own hearts what many people call the cave of the heart or the inner hermitage something strange and beautiful something full of wonder beyond our deepest dreams awaits us may your trails be crooked winding, lonesome, dangerous, leading to the most amazing view. May your mountains rise into and above the clouds. May your rivers flow without end, meandering through pastoral valleys tinkling with bells. 
past temples and castles and poets' towers. Down into a desert of red rock and blue mesas. Domes, pinnacles, and grottoes of endless stone. Down again into a deep, vast, ancient, unknown chasm. Where bars of sunlight blaze on profiled cliffs. Where deer walk across the pale sand dunes. Where storms come and go as lightning clangs upon the high crags. Where something strange and more beautiful. And more full of wonder than your deepest dreams. Waits for you. Waits for you. Amen. Amen. Something strange and, and beautiful, beautiful, something full of wonder beyond our deepest dreams awaits us. to talk about the desert and I think the best way for us to describe ourselves is to say that we're really a couple of desert rats. <laughs> uh, we both are pretty crazy about the desert. We have the luxury of living in the physical desert but please don't hesitate to join our webinar if you don't live in the desert because we're going to be talking about the inner desert as well as the outer desert. When did you come to the desert, Dave? Well, I was 16 years old and my family moved from Indiana to Arizona. And so I finished high school here and uh, went to college in Prescott and in Tucson, Arizona. So that was my introduction. And it was kind of love at first sight. I just loved the desert and still do. It's interesting because Learn we more came register now to Arizona website, around SDI the same time. Of course, didn't know each other then. I came to Arizona to join uh, a contemplative community uh, in Sedona, Arizona, and lived there for uh, 16 years. And it was my introduction to the desert. And again, it was also love at first sight. I came from Connecticut from green meadows and hills and and thought I would always live in green. But when I first went to the desert, that was it for me. Uh, I've, I have lived in the Southwest uh, almost since then. And it, it's, it's the physicality, the geography of the desert I love, and the whole spirituality that, that grows out of the desert. Our session for you is going to be on Desert Wisdom. We're going to do four sessions throughout the month of November from uh, every Wednesday, from the first to the last Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And we hope that you'll join us. 
we have what we think is an exciting webinar for you. Our first session is going to be on what we mean by the desert. Is it sand and sky outside of ourselves? Or is it something within our own souls, within our own beings? We're going to look at both of those aspects of the desert. And then oh, we're going to talk about who are the desert fathers and mothers. You may have heard those names, uh, those titles, but you may not know much about them. So we'll introduce a little bit about that. There were the early monks in the Christian church in North Africa and in the Middle East. But we're also going to be emphasizing contemporary desert fathers and mothers, because this tradition isn't an old one uh, that only grew out of the deserts of what we call the Middle East. If you're living there, you don't call it the Middle East. Uh, so we'll be looking at people like Edward Abbey, uh, Terry Tempest Williams, and making the spirituality of the desert up to date for you. And we'll also be showing you why this is important for spiritual companions, because when you think about the tradition, you think solitude. But in conjunction with the solitude of the desert fathers and mothers was a tradition of spiritual companioning, which was every bit as important as the solitude for the desert fathers and mothers. The spiritual companioning in that era was a little bit different than we do today, which is why I think the tradition has something to say to spiritual companions in this day and age. Uh, and how about, there's more to the desert, uh, Dave, there are different kinds of deserts. How would you describe other kinds of deserts? Well, besides the physical desert, of course, then there's the internal sense of desert, which often shows up in our religious life. Old ideas start to break down, old concepts, childhood uh, formation or <laughs> deformation uh, begins to break down, and you're not quite sure what lies ahead. And so there's a sort of a mysterious, sometimes it's described as darkness or sometimes as aridity, desert in which you're, the old world is gone for you, the old way of thinking, the old, some of the old ideas, and uh, the new hasn't quite revealed itself yet. And so you're, you're in that space, a very threshold kind of liminal space. And uh, that's very much part of the desert as well. Also, it can, uh, I think, be provoked by a sense of loss, grief. Uh, that can be the beginning of a profound transformation in our lives. And how about uh, contemporary experiences of uh, disenfranchisement? Uh... I think there's just beginning to be studies about how the original monks were actually trying to get out of some of the uh, oppressiveness of the Roman Empire. And I think that today, also, there are a lot of movements of people who are protesting injustices, protesting uh, marginalization uh, and uh, bigotry. These people may feel alienated. That's a kind of desert experience too. It's not a chosen desert. Uh, it's one that's foisted on a person, but also tremendous uh, wisdom can come out of that suffering as well. In our third session, we're going to talk about what the desert journey looks like uh, what it feels like, some of these aspects 
that Dave is talking about, uh, an experience of loss, of grief, of dryness. What do we mean by dryness? Is it really dry? Uh, so what is that desert journey? Uh, historically, what does it look like biblically? Uh, and then beyond uh, the the story of Exodus and the journey of the uh, Hebrew people through the desert of, of Sinai. And then our fourth session is going to be, I think, very special. Uh, Dave, that will be yours. And what will that be? Well, as I said before, sometimes uh, our ideas, our language breaks down at some point when we're, uh, we're encountering a mystery that's so uh, unnameable and so wondrous and so unfathomable that the language breaks down, the old religious categories break down. And very often, it seems to me, in my experience, uh, poets have a way of uh, alluring us into that new territory uh, for which some of our old vocabulary doesn't work. So there's a wonderful creative dimension that the poets offer that can, I think, speak to us where we are. Sometimes if we're alienated from this or that religious tradition, poets just strip language down to such a bare minimum that it just shoots right to the heart. And to me, that's where the Holy Spirit works. And uh, we are struck on a very deep level by the poets. And how does John of the Cross come into this in that well, last session? He was a wonderful poet, even a 20th century poet like uh, Federico Garcia Lorca said, nobody ever has surpassed St. John of the Cross in Spanish poetry. So uh, John used the image of darkness as well as desert to describe the uh, encounter with, uh, for him, of course, it was Christ uh, in this deep, mysterious darkness. And he experienced it as a kind of a spousal communion, uh, a love communion uh, in the desert, in the darkness. And one other point we want to make is that these desert fathers and mothers were kind of like Zen masters. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the actual webinar, but the sayings and teachings are very much like you would hear from uh, Zen teachers, which is a tremendously interesting convergence, I think, uh, between the traditions. This tradition isn't only Christian, it's a universal tradition. The, the wisdom that comes out of the desert is a universal human wisdom. So even if you are personally not on the Christian path, please do come um, to this webinar. Please tune in because you will find a very rich, rich wisdom uh, that will be able to be applied to your own life, even if you're not on the Christian path. Please join us in November for our webinar on Desert Wisdom every Wednesday for the month of November. Hope you'll come with us. Please. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word, about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. 
Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org. 